from here wrong, there wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong, from here wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we're in the studio for episode 168. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, you been getting anything interesting this weekend? Uh, I only caught a couple of things. I caught um, uh, uh, Flash Season 7's on Netflix, so I started uh, well, cu- catching a few episodes of that. So that's been, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. I'm not going to lie. The, um... For the first half of season seven can be described as the speed force is tripping because um, uh, as is customary, Barry loses his speed and he's got to uh, um, he's got to recreate the speed force. Right. Oh, wow. So when he does that, he accidentally ends up creating four other forces as well. In addition to that, he personifies the force like the force is taking the form of his mother before. But in this one, she's like now actually has a physical form that is his mother. So. Um, and because wow. of her personification, she now gets uh, emotions, and basically, <laughs> she gets essentially mad that Barry is like she when she comes into existence, she's like, "Yo, these are the forces are trying to kill me, bro. They try to they try to extinguish me." So she's basically like, "Yo, Barry, you gotta help me kill all of them, bro." And you know, you know, typical Yikes. superhero shit is like, you know, I don't kill. That's that's not what I do. So she's like, "Word, son, you gonna choose them over me? That's fucked up. Yeah. It's on." And she disappears. And she's just like fully tripping for a few episodes, but that was actually pretty, pretty enjoyable. Surprisingly, like usually when they do shit like that, I'll be kind of, I'll be mad with a lot of, I'll be mad at a lot of the um plot devices that Flash will use because you know it's unfortunately with long running TV shows they're gonna redo shit quite often, so they often do things that really annoy me. Mostly like the super dramatic nature of the characters, like them <laughs> niggas end up crying every episode for something, bro, like. <laughs> And I'm like, bruh. But it, it's been pretty enjoyable. I mean, um, they introduced Impulse in, in this season, too, so that was pretty dope. Okay. He's pretty cool. Impulse has always been... Uh, I kind of like Impulse. He, he's, he's a bit... And he can be pretty annoying because he's so fucking impulsive, but he's actually pretty cool. And other than that, uh, pretty much the Suicide Squad. And that, that was pretty Ooh, much it. Suicide Squad. Yeah. I, I I definitely was was happy to say that I caught that one this weekend as well. Yeah, bro, that movie was way better than it should have been, man. Honestly, Absolutely. for for given the premise of that movie, it was way better than it should have been. The, the prem the premise of the movie doesn't it it sounds crazy because like the MCU movies and 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 we were talking about this off mic, but the MCU movies are are movie adaptations of comic books but they don't mm-hmm. they don't try they don't present as comic books they present yeah. as movies mm-hmm. very much so and that's not a knock to them but what James Gunn did with this movie was is he took comic book story storylines and presented them as comic book storylines in a movie and managed to pull it off yeah. pulled it off very very well one of the things about his the um director's hand that I really really like was was his um excuse me not only the not only the words, like the text, when they were like between dealing, tra- the transitions yes. between scenes, were, that shit uh, was super dope. It was kind of like chapters. So each uh, like major scene transition kind of started out with a chapter title that was like worked into the scene. Yeah, like the first one yeah. was when they blew up um Savant's head. His <laughs> his um it, the blood, blood trail yeah. from his head was like the title. So it's like I really like that. And the second one that stuck out to me a lot was when they were on. I think it was on the bus, and they were talking about. They were going into Ratcatcher 2's backstory. Yeah. And she's like sitting on the bus. And then as they slowly pan the camera, the the backstory starts playing on the on the window yeah. where she's sitting next to. And that eventually turns into the full screen. And I there was just some really dope editing choices in here that I and that oh, movie the that cinematography I really and, and the direction were were top notch for sure. Facts. Like it Harlequin, the Harlequin rampage know, scene. The the har, the first Harlequin because there was there's a couple of times where she was just running around doing <laughs> badass shit. Turn up. But um, turn up. it was it 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 was violence porn. Hell yeah. Like at, at one point, like she's just murdering mad people and like there's flowers exploding in the background. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was definitely, it, it was dual really, wielding machine guns and bruh. shit. Like, yo, 
it was super yes, it was pretty, uh, creatively done. And yeah. so I got to give them a lot of props for that because Harley Quinn is like the personification of just like the ever, like everyone has this fantasy of like having no powers, but going out and doing like whatever crazily, the fuck you want. Yeah. yeah crazy <laughs> epic shit in the middle of the battle. And Harley yep. Quinn is, is, is definitely the personification of that. Yeah. It, it like I loved how they worked the javelin spear into the movie. Yo, that shit was funny, <laughs> bro. It was it was great. Hold, hold it for what? What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I'm waiting for God to tell me. Hey, that was really I'm not dope. mad at it. She's he's like really Jesus. Dope. He's like him too. Any one yeah. of them, you know, all of them. <laughs> yeah, this movie was like it. It was it's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while. Absolutely, like the the and the comedy was really well worked in. It was yeah. absolutely. Like none of the comedy felt like it was written into the movie. It was the characters were comedic, and in their presentation, it came together in a in a in a funny manner. Hell yeah! Like uh, Pete Davidson's character immediately <laughs> attempted to sell everyone out. Like, damn, bro. First of all, was, you know you still have a bomb in your head, right? What's your plan, my nigga? What's your plan, bro? <laughs> they probably lied to him and told him that probably. the jamming field turns off the bomb. Probably. I saw something that said that most likely Amanda Waller allowed him to do that. Oh, they completely shot his whole face off. I was like, God damn. <laughs> like, because, you, you know, you rappers talk about that. You go, shoot your face off. Like, no, this nigga got his face shot off. Emptied, son. Straight Bro. up emptied. The, 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 way this, the, the way that so much, so much of the original team just unceremoniously died. Yeah. I felt bad but for the, Boomer, man. Fucking Captain Boomer. I was, I was like. Oh, because he was raw. <laughs> he was killing him. He was actually in there yeah, ready to work. So he was ready to do some work. Yeah, but uh, I think Deadpool did it right. Like Deadpool, I think they kind of pioneered that in the superhero movie, <laughs> setting up the team just to watch them get murdered. Just to watch them get murdered, bro. They, Poor they, Savant, bro. Savant bro, didn't get a chance nah, to do nah, nothing. Nah, 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 nah. Poor <laughs> Weasel, bro. They dropped. Any, did anyone check if Weasel could swim? This is why you always got to watch the um uh uh, uh post credit scenes because yeah. Weasel is alive. Well, th- well it, that's actually just at the end of the movie. That's like yeah. tacked onto the very last scene. But yeah, that shit was yo. But Viola Davis's performance, <laughs> like, when she's so. looking at the screen, like did anyone check if Weasel could like, her face? And then <laughs> Savon jumps in and she's like, okay, okay, and then he's like, Weasel's dead. Oh man. Yo. I really liked what they did with Amanda Waller in this Dude. one. They made her, they leaned into her character and made her completely unredeemable. But Bro. She's like, she's such a piece of shit. Dude, and then the way that the, the team came together to like turn the Suicide funny. Squad's mission into one that could actually save people instead of just the U.S. fucking agenda. I was like, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? They should have clocked her ass. Yeah. That was, I, I didn't see that coming at all. Not I was one, wondering not how one they bit. were going to stop her. Not one bit. I was wondering. I, no, I thought it was, I thought they were coming back. I thought that they were going to start a rampage in that city for a minute <laughs> before they went back and like did something because, you know, they might have bribed her with the hard drive or something. You know what I mean? But nope. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, cool. So Yo, just like, the, no, every turn this. of this movie, though, even, and, and what were particular. The, the one arc that gave me, like, the super comic book feel was, like, the whole uh, Harley Quinn getting married to the rebel that leader. That shit was, like, funny. straight out of a comic book. That, that could so only funny. work in comic book format. That was, so, that was so well done, too, because his death was so fucking abrupt. And I knew it, too. The minute he was like, yo, I can't wait to sacrifice these women and children oh, yeah, to the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, no, you're dead. I was like, ugh. I don't know nope. if that's... That's and I was really like, oh, play, man, you, you guys were just fucking next to a bunch of guns, too. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I'm surprised this even had a bullet in it. And I was like, nigga, you, so you went through this whole plan and just assuming there were bullets in the guns? Feel me? She was just going to find one until she got him. That dude just- I love how they insinuated her crazy. Like, because she seemed lucid just enough to be like an active character in the yeah, movie. Yeah, just enough to give instructions to her. Yeah, and then right at the right moment, she's like, oh, no, but she's still fucking insane. <laughs> Completely nuts. Dog, yo, when she when she uh, dove through Starro's eye, I was like, wow. That, I really like the visually how that scene looked. Yo, that that Starro, was done so well. Yo, the Starro's uh, animation was top notch. Yeah, it's fast. it was seamlessly integrated into the live action. Like, yeah, man, you're right. You're it right, really, yeah. really, it doesn't really, look. Really it didn't. It didn't look like a CG monster. Not at all. A, a Even the little world. ones that were on their face that were directly contacting. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um. 
uh, the the the, the actors, little face huggers. Yeah, yeah, the ones that were in direct contact with the actors looked like real things on their face. I don't know if that might have been. Props. They probably are because I remember seeing James Gunn with a with a like a photo of him with a star okay. on his face. Yeah, Starro. because that shit was really really like well and well. Well, there's probably multiple versions. Most likely, there's always multiple versions of props, right? Yeah. There's like a there's there's probably like the green one that they can put on their face and yeah, they can and CG then alter. Later. Yeah. Then there's a practical one from some other shots, and then there's <laughs> and they probably have one that's like a piece of paper that they make them use. <laughs> probably. Yeah, that should be hilarious. Some of the props that you see them use on the green screen to like simulate things that are in the environment. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, come on, man. CG artists, CG artists are amazing. Yeah, man. <laughs> the actors too, though, because they got to act with. Yep. Hey, with, with very minimal props given to them, to say the least. Feel me. That's one of the things that um a lot of the actors, when they get into the MCU, that's one of the things they talk about. They're like, yo, I had to learn to act by talking into space. Yeah. <laughs> act across, um, across from nothing. Usually you get the other actor there on the side, but, you know, maybe the other person you're supposed to be talking to is a giant floating magical creature, so... Yeah, man. And so, oh, man. So we, we're going to have to give everybody some due time because all the characters were really well done. Fucking Nanaki was fucking... Oh, Nanawe. Yeah. Oh, Nanawe. Bro, like that that character, I had no clue what they were going to do with him. <laughs> I had no clue what they were going to do with him. But just the the way that they played him, like just, you know, he's got like a, what would you say, like an adolescent mentality like yeah yeah definitely. bro and what was up with those jelly things that attacked him at the end i was like yo what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh i gotta get stupid i got friends. dope new bros <laughs> dope new bros i was like this thing is stupid those things attacked him immediately that's hilarious <laughs> oh man but yeah dude um nanawe was really well done Ratcatcher too man She's awesome yeah and then the the whole emotional backstory that they gave to her was really well done Fucking Idris Elba as Bloodsport. Yeah, His daughter. What's that actress's name? I see her all I'd the have fucking to look time. Her up. But yeah, she she did a great job. Um, in the in the few scenes that she was in. Um, but yeah, man, the fucking support staff, dude. Uh, fucking the douchebag. Uh, what the heck is that dude's name? Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, Steve Ag in real life. I don't remember his character name. Oh man, that guy. <laughs> he like. All of them, like they played their their roles so well, but yeah. they didn't overplay their tropes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, every everybody gave a stellar performance. To be honest, there was not a a particularly weak performance. Even um the doctor, the uh the bad guy, the one with the oh I love that dude. Peter Capaldi plays yeah. the thinker. What's his name? Peter Capaldi. No, what's the uh the character's name? The thinker. Yeah, the thinker. Is it, yeah, was it the thinker? Yeah, I don't I remember his character's thinker. name, but boy, man, he was. <laughs> He he like when uh Starro got a hold of him, I was like, Oh man, oh man, you tortured this thing for thirty like, years. This piece oh my of goodness shit tried to plead for his life, like fuck you, my nigga. You oh, don't yeah. get to do thirty years of um of torture and then and then be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I've changed, like, I've changed, I've grown. Bruh, it's... But dude, 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 they even gave Starro's dying words were so sad. Like I yeah. was happy watching the stars. As he as they fucking all perish, I'm like, wow, dude, that wasn't I mean, even necessary, but it was so impactful. But that's that's fair. Starro's the victim in this. You feel me? Like Absolutely. that nigga was kidnapped out of space and was experimented on for thirty years. He definitely, I would fully trip too. After no, nah, I, I definitely would have dipped. Uh, after I ripped that one dude apart, I mean, only because I these feel guys look like they were pretty. I understand determined. his angry, bro. I oh, understand his anger. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely, oh, his, vent, my nigga. I don't believe <laughs> that his anger was out. displaced at all. Get your Not shit at out. all. But given the outcome, <laughs> who, I mean, who, who'd have thought that rats would have eaten you out from the inside? He didn't have a he didn't have a future on Earth anyway. Feel me? That nigga was in a spaceship when he got to Earth. Oh, oh, he was in me? a spaceship. You're... He couldn't fly off of Earth. No, because he could fly. No, uh, maybe in the comics and the well, little, the little ones, guys the little ones float. Yeah, because they were like flapping and floating. You know what I mean? Oh, is that what they were doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, her name is Storm Reed, the girl that plays um uh uh. Blood yeah, Sports shout out to Storm Reed. She gave a great performance. It was um and yeah, Steve, Steve Agee played both the body of King Shark and uh uh, uh that other dude that works with uh, Amanda Waller. <laughs> we gotta kind oh, of this bitch, dude. King Shark, man, he was dope. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> as the tank, he was the tank, dude. Yo, my favorite part of this Noms? movie right. is when they um, when bit him. <laughs> is when they break into the the they they go, they go to rescue um fucking Rick. Uh, 
Flag. They go to rescue Flag, mm-hmm. right? And they fucking murder all these people. Oh, no. And then they get there. The lady's like, so uh, you didn't run into anybody on, here, on, on the way here? They're nope. like, uh, what? Mm? Nope, no resistance. No, no, no. <laughs> Why didn't anybody people stop you on your way? a fucking montage compilation of them competing to kill. <laughs> so at this point, um, Flag had been captured. No. And the, uh, the so Amanda Waller, this is the premise of just the beginning of the movie, is that Amanda Waller sends in two teams of suicide squads to infiltrate this island to uh, uh, infiltrate the, the, what is it called, the Jotunheim? Jotunheim, yeah. Jotunheim. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first team is a diversion. The second team is the infiltration team. First team gets molly whopped. <laughs> that team contains Harley Quinn and Flag. They survive the initial onslaught and end up... Uh, Escaping separated. into the jungle, into the jungle. No, they both got captured, but well, like they got two captured, but eventually, um, but they were both freed by the time they got there. They didn't need to be rescued. Yeah, but they didn't escape into the jungle. Like, well, let's say that essentially that's that's what happened. Like, there was an entire arc that I don't want to spoil, leading from that. But the long and short of they escape into the jungle, they happen upon Flag. They assume that he is being captured. They told him. You feel me? Like, well, they, yeah. So the, the, World the, told him that the told the team terminate everybody with extreme yeah. prejudice like go with their rescue flag fuck everybody up that was the exact orders <laughs> and so they did so only to find out that these were just people who had rescued flag from the initial <laughs> from the initial captors and so yeah yeah that shit was good man. that shit was epic bro fucking poor guy got eaten by king shark and shit bro <laughs> the amount of people that king shark just ate whole yo was that crazy. one seat in the rain when he um ripped that dude into that was fucking sick bro <laughs> that was fucking sick <laughs> that was bad epic every time every time he eviscerated i think it was the gore because carolina didn't like the movie as much i think it was the gore it was a lot of gore yeah, i thought it was, it was well placed hell yeah that's it was dope when captain boomerang cut off that cut that dude's head in two and slice the other dude's throat with one boomerang. That's a feat of strength but, right there. Dude, that shit, that, that boomerang killed so many people that didn't realize they were dead. You feel me? Niggas was still walking around like, huh? Props to Captain Boomerang. You pretty much like one of the lamest villains ever, but that was dope. Yeah, nah, I don't know how, yo. That's a badass boomerang, bruh. <laughs> that boomerang is doing that's also, work. I also thought that was pretty interesting that the blades were lit. Yeah, they were like laser blades. That's what I'm I saying. Was like, I was like, okay, I see. How do you catch that? Don't ask Listen, questions. Qu- questions. Don't ask bro. questions. Okay, what was the uh, the 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 she was like a like gold skin orange? Oh, Mongal. Mong. That was no wonder I didn't remember that name. That name is terrible. <laughs> Mongal, man, she fucking She's got on that helicopter Mongol. called Havoc, bro. But yeah, she was, you know, flash in the pan. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she could, yeah, she definitely she left her mark, man. She lived bright, <laughs> lived fast and burned bright. Yeah. But um, <laughs> man, and I guess the the who else is left? There's Bloodsport. I mean, Bloodsport was just entertaining. His whole yeah. armor was fucking ridiculous. He's got guns on, fresh, guns on guns on guns, bro. bro. He had like a slingshot, so bro. That slingshot was ridiculous. I, I, that armor, the fact like everything he grabs on it turns into a different type of ranged weapon. Yo, yeah, I'm bro, that, that shit was bad, yo. Was gangster. All the but grappling hooks. Fucking Lola TDK, this nigga, the detachable kid, bro. Yeah, He's bro. Just, like smacking them on the head with the... I'm like, bro, bro. You're not even gonna try to choke somebody bro. or nothing. You're gonna punch somebody in the nuts. Whose man's is this? <laughs> whose man's just is this? Just gonna tap on their helmets yo. annoyingly for a few seconds. Yo, the way he dramatically like got up and separated <laughs> his arms and telekinetically moved I'm them. Like, yo, that's disgusting, dude. Oh, your power is terrible, my nigga. The, the, the whole. <laughs> The whole banter about his name, like, so what's your name? TDK. What does that stand for? Stands TDK. for me. Stands for me. <laughs> you feel me? Stands He's like, for what, me. your name is just a bunch of letters? <laughs> and he goes, all names are just a bunch of letters. He's like, damn, got him. My man's right. You feel me? Can't argue with that. Yeah, man. Can't argue with my man over that. And uh, John Cena, uh, Peacemaker. And, and Peacemaker. And, um, I would save Peacemaker for last. I, I love the interaction between Peacemaker and Bloodsport. It was like, Bro. oh. I can hit my target center mass. I can hit my targets more center mass. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And then he used it to use this whole bullshit against him in the end. I was like, yeah. Uh, that was lit because I have smaller was, bullets. That, that, that was well written, man. That, that's, a, that's a Dave Chappelle oh, level shit. level return to the punchline. Yeah, that was a great callback for sure. Yeah, man. That, that shit was, was was really well. Yo, the writing in this, this movie, I mean, I, I'd say Gunn, solid bro. nine, nine and a half. This movie was yeah. great. 
And and also this movie is I love watching good movies because it reveals all the jackasses on Twitter. Because then there's you you have the idiots that are like, let's all remember Bird of Prey was better. And I'm like, get the fuck <laughs> all the way away from me. Like get the get away from your computer. Get away from your computer. You're just putting stupid things into the into the Twitterverse just hey, to man, watch people. Hey man, some people have no taste, bro. That is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Dude, some people have no taste. Maybe that person actually does believe that. Man. I mean, they're wrong. Harley, this was definitely, I think, Harley Quinn's best showing. Like, oh, it, it was, and not to say that hell her other yeah. showings weren't good. And well, the other Suicide Squad was a bad movie, but she wasn't bad in it. True, um, I agree with that. But yeah, and uh, and Birds of Prey once again, it's another one of those. It, it's and that's and I think that that's a byproduct of also being in the DCU. There's going to be a yep. lot of bad movies with good actors in them. Yep, and yeah. so um. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that she finally got her due. She got a good movie where she was able to do her thing thing in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing that everybody knows she's a good actress, you know what I mean? And also because like like you mentioned, those movies may have been like subpar or bad, but her performance was always great. Yep. Yeah, man. But uh definitely two thumbs up for fucking for uh Suicide Squad. They finally the Suicide They finally Squad. brought it together. They brought it together. <clears throat> yeah, it was lit. Super good movie. Good shit. But yeah, moving on from that. There's been a bunch of shit going on in the um entertainment sphere. Yeah, I gotta say, man, I've been shitting on all of these festivals going on recently, but I gotta shout out these sign language performers that they have on stage right now they are get into fucking it. litty. Yeah, they get into it. Yo, I, I, I like this. I like this new trend in, in hip hop having like one of your dancers be a sign language because they're definitely like it's a dance. You know what I mean? Like sign language singing is dancing. And it really does uh, add to the performance. And some of these, yo, they showed like this sign language dancer for WAP, and I was like, all right, yeah, I saw that one. Y'all are doing the most. Um, Young Thug had one on there that yo, the heavy set white dude just and 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 fuck it, man. If this is if this is their entry into the into the hip hop sphere, I feel like this is the one genuine <laughs> way they could contribute. You know what I mean? Like I, I rocks with it. Nah, man, they just doing their job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Deaf people like hip hop too, bro. And and. It, it speaks to like music with bass lines have definitely got to yeah, be appealing yeah. to to deaf people and uh, hip hop bass lines I think have evolved in a very creative way, you know thanks a lot to to Kanye you know Kanye did a lot with 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 hip hop drums and 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 so forth so yeah good shit I I definitely wanted to shout them out man because I know I like to poo poo on the on on the shit that's going on sometimes because a lot of it is stupid and doesn't make sense. But not nah, some some good does come of it, man. Because that shit was wild, entertaining. I'm looking forward to like seeing other sign language interpreters perform. Yeah, the 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 Waka Flocka's old one was the one that yeah. really um, yeah. You know what? Like not put the for thing nothing. On the map. Let me not let me not discount the man because Waka Flocka did have a sign language performer that fucking smashed their performances for sure. That is what's up. Um, damn, dude. Kanye West Donda was to push back again. <laughs> Again, they're saying the fifteenth now. But um, I I follow somebody who was allowed to, to who was part of the listening party, and so they 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 had some snippets that were interesting that they that they privately like were letting people listen to, and let me say, it's got a lot of it. People think that it's revolutionary for Christian music to just have rappers rap their ratchet shit and then you come on and say some christian shit and then that's revolutionary like i don't know if that's revolutionary and that's pretty much what the like 80 percent of of this album is going to turn out to be and so uh you know I, I i'm glad to see he's being he's being creative you know do your thing uh i think that there's a lot of fanfare going into the production of this i think that uh, it it really sucks because like this whole like he rented out the 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 Mercedes Benz arena he's been living there doing the album <laughs> it's like god just fucking Kanye like even if you did do that just shut up about it like tell us about it later like videotape it and and, and release the documentary afterwards or something but all of this like this fever like trying to you know create artificial hype around it it's like whatever dude I mean to be fair music. it's not all Kanye right it's not all all mm. Kanye a lot of it is just people. Literally just reporting on it because oh it's yeah, that's... I mean there is an absolute uh, uh, responsibility to be laid upon the media industry yeah. that that chooses to cover the nothing stories. Yeah, that that is 
Kanye hasn't finished his album yet. Like, then what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they will constantly report, like, nope, it's not done yet. Like, then why? <laughs> why are you encouraging him to do Because it's a 24-hour news cycle, man. We got to keep, we got to talk about something, even if it's bullshit. We got to yeah. fill the space of the 24-hour news cycle. I guess. I mean, I think there's so many substantive conversations to be had that it would be nice if there there was more of them. See, you're doing that thing. Again. You gotta, there are people that talk about substantive shit, and then there are mm. people that do the other fluff. You feel yeah. me? <laughs> so you got to pay attention to the ones that are not doing the bullshit. It's true. It's true. And and you're right. There's just no dissemination between outlets. Like, there's no just, like, purely fluff outlets and then purely good. Like, all of, you know, everyone does a little bit of fluff and a little bit of serious. And so, yeah, right. You got to just be re- mindful of what you're watching because it's going to, you're going to have to sift through the bullshit no matter yeah, what. I mean, like... We live in a media age. Everybody is producing media. Literally, yeah. like every company I mean, that has the ability to do so. What are we doing do right so, now? <laughs> you feel me? We're literally so doing that it, right it's now. It's one of those things where because everybody's doing it, everybody can talk. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's worth listening to. You feel me? It's just one of those things. So you, unfortunately, you can't listen to everything that everybody says because just because they have yeah. the ability to make sounds don't mean they say nothing worth, worth listening shit. to. Yeah. <laughs> True indeed. But um, yeah, man, I... I I hope that the final. I'm gonna to listen to the final of the album because um, it's got it's got a lot of rapping and it's got and the beats are that I heard were were solid like they were entertaining. Nice. Um, nice. I you know I just hope that all of the finals when they're not so rough and everything. I hope he's not on his fuck shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> because like I didn't like Life of Pablo because I just didn't give a shit about what he was saying. Honestly, like the shit he was talking about was just I don't know. But then a lot of people loved Life of Pablo because of the things he was talking about. So maybe I'm just disconnected. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I am kind of looking forward to it because it, it, I want to see what Kanye, outside of the Kardashian sphere, what his brain is doing. You know what I mean? Because his music always is, is, at very least, you can say that Kanye's music is a is a it's a it's a a reflection of his of his mental. You know what I mean? Oh hell yeah. It Hell definitely yeah. is. But yeah, thought that was interesting. Yo, big ups to Vince Staples and his latest fucking placement, bro. This nigga was recently uh, placed on the Pokemon 25th anniversary album. That's the, up. Which, it That's was a, a little bit wild up. because it's, <clears throat> it, it was, it's called the Red Album after Red from the original Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And we know that Vince is, is, is heavy blue. He's heavy on the blue. But uh, yo, this nigga is—he's also heavy on the bread too. He's he's, he's sometimes heavy on the green. you gotta transcend. I think that he's heavier on the me? green. I, he, sometimes red you gotta blue. transcend because this placement, yo, a Pokemon placement, my G. Yeah, that's a Pokemon placement, my G. That's an international placement. Yep, that's like one of the Bro, top three merchant selling like, merchandising products in the world. He, he literally like could he genuinely doesn't have to do anything ever again. Like I hope that he does, but he that that's the kind of placement that you know what I mean. Like, all right, we, we the guy who did the 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 singing vocals for Lion King mm-hmm. worked himself into a a royalties deal rather than a a single payout, and he generally like everything he's ever done since then has just been extra. Mm-hmm. He's been set his whole life. This placement is like that. You know what I mean? Yep. A lot I of think- placements are like that. You know what I'm saying? Because from a big enough company, like yeah, it's. The bread is like the initial signing is absurd, mm-hmm. but like the extensions are even more so. See, I and and, and I, I like I, I'm I'm heavy with Vince. You know what I mean? Like I've only I've only known of him for probably like two three years now. I remember he did a interview on Complex with Nadeska where, I mean, just his candidness about yo like fuck R Kelly and fuck all these niggas out here doing that fuck shit. I'm out here. <laughs> you want to talk about my cripping? But niggas is out here raping people, and you want to talk about what I'm doing to to protect my family and break bread. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just this is candidness about about you know what I mean. The the industry and and how he feels about it. I, I rocked with that heavy, and now, and and at that time, I I really should have taken the time out to listen to his music. But after his recent um release, his self titled album, going back into his back catalog, bruh. My man's catalog is heavy, bro. North North is dummy, fucking big fish. Like his whole back catalog is as solid, and you could, and in listening to it, you could see his progression over time. Man, I, this is well deserved. You know what I mean? Like you see some people blow up, 
and you're like, man, somebody just likes you. Like you, you, you got your face in front of the right person, and they're 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 aiding you. You know what I mean? You you're somebody behind the scenes is is, is rooting for you. Nah, Vince earned it. You could watch him earn it every step of the way, and then you can listen to him explain to you what he's doing to earn it every step of the way. And it's like, oh no, none of this was an accident. Like nobody gave me none of this shit. Like it was a plan. Like we sat down, we worked it out. Got with my manager. My manager did, you know, executed for us. Got us in the right places. You know what I mean? Like it was. I I love this nigga's story. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things that. Being out here in California has really showed me like how detrimental that East Coast mentality is that just kinda doesn't doesn't give a fuck about how their people are doing things because I see a lot of the hip hop niggas in on the West Coast doing it the right way. Starting from the streets and then getting out of the streets. You know what I mean? And then and getting on to do bigger and better things. You know what I mean? Sometimes the streets catch back up to you. But they're always making the moves in a progressive way. Whereas you don't see that a lot out East. And I think that if they were a little bit more open to, to, to lifestyles and how people do things out here, instead of just writing them off, it it would do them a great deal because they would get a, they, they see a lot of templates of how, of how to, to, to do the street shit, right. And maintain, maintain respect. You know what I mean? Like Vince is still heavy in these streets. Like that, that nigga still got respect on his block. You know, you don't have to yeah. sell out. You know what I mean? Like, and he'll tell you, like, I don't work with some niggas because I don't like these niggas. I just don't <laughs> like them. I don't like what they stand for. I don't, I don't, I'm not into all of that. I'm not going to take no check to, to, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, and it shows because he has relationships with people like Tyler. And that's a, that's a relationship that he could parlay to great effect. And he chooses not to because he doesn't like Tyler's energy and he'll tell it like I nah I don't got nothing against Tyler but that nigga just got too much energy for me like I don't fuck with how he rolls and so I do me and I let him do it. and when when our paths cross and it works like when they worked together recently on that commercial it works you know what I mean yeah. and I and I love that I love that energy that's how I think that the 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 industry can 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 work beneficially instead of just working with everybody indiscriminately as if everybody's worth working with. You know what I mean? It's like not all money's good money type of shit. But yeah, it's funny because I'm looking at, I'm, I'm, and I really don't like talking about this guy, but I, I thought that this shit was hilarious and it's a cautionary tale all at the same time. But um, Jim Jones is reaping the fucking benefits of, of putting Takashi on because now Takashi is calling for feds to investigate him for his connections to Trade Nine Bloods. <laughs> and it's like, man. <laughs> you know Jim Jones is the one that puts you on, right? And yeah, that's that's the fucked up part. Why would that matter to him at this point? Clearly, he's a person with no loyalty. No, absolutely like, not. And, and and clearly, Jim Jones made the mistake of putting him on. Yeah, you know, there's nothing about Takashi that should have ever screamed, "Yo, yeah, let's affiliate him with our with our criminal organization to 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 be a front and and and, and muscle for this." ridiculous pop entity like what that was your bad bro that, that and that's the cautionary tale i see i don't give a fuck if takashi says he's yeah he should call for the feds to, to investigate everybody i don't give a shit <laughs> but jim jones is the one who's getting a, a little taste of why it's like it's not all money it's good money you use this nigga to try to make make money you know take advantage of an industry and you didn't vet him properly you didn't vet him properly. You should have never invited this nigga into your circle. And now you're paying the price for that shit. And that sucks. Because Jim Jones is taking a lot of L's. And Jim Jones I mean, is not the kind of nigga who takes L's though, well. You know what I mean? You can't always know what type of person people are going to be like. But to be fair, Takashi does not seem like the type of person that has changed in any way, shape, that's or form. That's what I'm saying. I think so. That, yeah, I'm a, that's why yeah. I specified. Yeah, in that specific okay. situation, yes. But in general, what I'm saying, you can't, like, when you meet someone, you can't know exactly what their entire future is. Yeah, that's why you got to take time with them. You know what I mean? But they jumped in with him, and instead of doing the work, the A&R-ing. Opportunity waits for nobody, you feel me? True. But that's the worst part is that they were making their opportunity, honestly. I think that Takashi, Takashi would have hit. I don't think that he was a singular moment in time, especially because you see, you know, a lot of people coming in now. And his, his, that, that, that that you know over the top you know face tat style 
it, it's a wave that people are still riding. So I don't know. You know, I, I think that if they would have done the work, found somebody worth, you know what I mean? Because there's, there's definitely people in that genre worth putting the time and effort into. But Takashi has proven himself to be a toxic entity. Toxic, toxic entity. And so, yeah, I only mentioned that to say, yo, Jim, man. L's after L's, bro. You you might need to just like batten on the hatches and and and, and retool up because, I, first of all, I I hope Jim is away from the street shit because if hip hop police is on that ass, they gonna find something. You know they they are notorious for for being able to to dig some shit up out of out of somebody's private life, and so that would suck. You know if Takashi was able to to get Jim Jones pulled back into some shit that. He's probably trying to been trying to distance himself from, or at least legitimize. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to straight. But I mean, Treyway had the right idea of using artists to legitimize your your street. You know what I mean? Like being muscle in the street is only valuable if people need muscle in the street. And so, artists are the kind of people that could utilize your skill. I get it, and that's not a bad move. But you gotta be you gotta be more mindful, like. I feel like Takashi's like Trump. You know what I mean? Like they thought they could control Trump. They thought he was so stupid and that the people around him weren't going to do anything. And look what happened. They ran amok. They ran amok. They had their fucking crazy ass followers trying to riot in the Capitol. And so it's like Takashi, they thought they could control him, but no, they empowered him. And what did he do? He ran amok, you know, and, and now he he's trying to, you know, bring everyone down with him. And, and that sucks. That sucks. You know, because, I, I like Jim Jones. I do like a lot of Jim Jones's music and Dipset and all that shit. So to see them to go to see them go down like that, ugh, that's rough. Anywho's moving on from that. In other entertainment news, damn dude, did you check out uh, King's Disease Two? No, I have not. How was it? Oh man, Nas does it again, my my dude. I am very impressed by Nas's ability. But to, then again, to, when was the last time Nas made a bad album? I I don't think any of there Nas's albums are bad. Personally. <laughs> there you go. Um, you feel me? Some Nas albums are better than others, obviously. You know what I mean? But I don't think Nas has ever put out a bad album. And King's Disease just keeps the streak going. Um, Lauren Hill smashed nice. her verse. Um, all Hit Boy once again destroying the production. It's I I don't know why you use such violent analogies for for great albums, but <laughs> it, it's a smash hit, man. Like it's it's a really good album. Um, I gotta. I don't know why, man. I just don't like how Eminem raps. Like he had his verse on EPMD two was the first half of it. I fucks with actually the first two thirds of it, but then he he just doesn't know when to shut the fuck up, and this nigga just goes on this like like I, it's gotta be like thirty two bar monotone like one block bar. Nah, 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 nah. I'm like, yo, that that's not even talented, bro. Like, I hear what you're saying, and you're not even like being impactful with what you're saying. Like, yes, R.I.P. D.M.X. You know what I mean? Like, respect, but d- it didn't sound good. It didn't sound like part of the song. It didn't bring nothing to the track. And I'm just like, why is this nigga always doing this? Like, I just don't get it. Like, so a nigga who's so engrossed in his own art and his own expression that he can't even get on the track and, and enhance the track. It's just, I, I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't find that to be enhancing. You know what I mean? Like if he had a, a beat that actually fit that, that, that verse, then that's a whole nother story that could be like, or if he just dropped the verse, like drop the beat, do that <laughs> shit acapella. Actually, honestly, I'm not for nothing. Now that I think about it, that, that whole part would have been a pretty raw acapella. If he would have just dropped out the beat and just like, yo, spit, all right. But it just sounded bad over the beat. It sounded terrible over the beat that they were using. Um, but that's just my opinion. The rest of the album was amazing. I love Moments. Moments is one of my favorite tracks. Um, Store Run. Uh, just so many. I really, I want to hear uh, a more Freddie Gibbs and Nas. Cause I didn't hear any of that on here, and honestly, like the, the way Nas is sounding right now and what Freddie Gibbs is doing, I really want to see that that collaboration right there. That would be pretty dope with any of the producers, any of the big boy producers that is doing it. Alchemist, <laughs> Hit Boy, um, dang, who else? I'm sure there's a bunch more too right now that I'm I'm failing to call out, but there's any number of producers right now that could really do it. You know, 
And and I really would love to see that collaboration. But Nas's King Disease 2. Smash. Smeeze Nash. Nice. Yeah, very good. You know, and 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 speaking of more hip hop news, I was watching another one of fucking Talib Kweli's amazing interviews on People Party and on People's Party podcast, and um, he interviewed Terrence Martin, and boy, Terrence Martin is another. Uh, he's local. He's from Slauson area, but um, boy, this this interview and 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 the artistic acumen of of Terrence Terrence, I think it's Terrence Martin. I keep calling him Terrence because that's the way, you know, visually I keep correcting it to that. But I think it's Terrence Martin. And, uh, boy, just everything that he does is is an expression of his artistic uh, vision of what he wants to bring. He, he had this line in the interview where he goes, um, every instrument I add to a beat is a job for somebody. And I'm like, wow. That that that's some real shit because he says that he doesn't he doesn't replay his own music he doesn't recreate his own music live he allows yeah, other people to play his music live exactly so that means every time he puts an instrument in there that's someone else that's going to be hired to play his music and it's up to him to make great music to make people want to play it and that's how and I was like my nigga that's pretty dope that right there that perspective I will listen to anything you make I will I'll listen to it because I know that it's coming from an artistic place whether I like it. That's hitherto. I, I, I can have a, a value judgment onto uh, of my own opinion, but I will listen to anything that is created in that artistic light. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the shit that I'm looking for. You know, because that that will change and evolve over time as he changes, evolves over time. No person like that could stay stagnant. You know what I mean? No person who wants to bring people into their life can be stagnant like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. He's just, thinking about much more than just the product itself. Yeah, it's, it's, so, so, it's so much future sight. I love it. I love it. That was, But it was a, that's a great interview. Check it out. This is not a paid advertisement, but I will always promote People's Party Podcast. They they do great work. Jasmine Lee and um, Talib Kweli. Some of the best interviews you'll ever see with some of the most influential um, entertainment personalities um, that aren't spoken about. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, definitely want to shout that out. Um, hey, I want to give a, uh, a big, big ups to the locks. They recently got, um, they recently, key to Yonkers. they recently got the key to Yonkers. They, they received, um, some, uh, accolades for their civic engagement and creating, uh, public spaces for the youth to, to partake in, in events and activities. And that's specifically what they were gaining the key uh, to Yonkers for. And, like, that right there is some real shit. It's not for donations. They didn't donate to nobody. They didn't um, build uh, a bank. They didn't build... No, they built infrastructure for youth to to express themselves outside of the streets. That's some real-ass shit, my nigga. Hell yeah. Yo, Jada, Sheik, and, and, and Styles P are, are, are three black men that, like, I want to see them ele- like I want to see them elevated like these are the kind of people that we should have in more municipal uh levels you know what I mean that's these assuming are the they want to do that stuff you know what I mean? um they do it already that's the thing is that they don't want to do it in the structure that we have now that's with the people what they I have meant. now yeah 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 because if you want to do they, it like they, that and that's what I love about them is that they they've found a way to circumvent that they still do it you know what I mean like even if the 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 struct the superstructure is corrupted they found a way to circumvent that and still bring the, the the things that they feel are necessary to the public to them. You know what I mean? So they'll always be leaders in my eyes, regardless to whether they hold public office. And I wish that public office would we could change it to to uh, to be more uh, embracing of people like that. You know what I mean? Make it more uh, amenable to people who have those kind of community mindsets, because right now, if you have that community mindset, you sure as hell aren't going through. The t- our typical municipal uh, avenues to get things like that done because, you know, they're full of shit most of the time, you know, and and, and it's a Red shame tape. because it's their job and and they're citizens who are trying to help them do their job and they're making it hard most of the time. But you know, you have Yonkers, Buffalo. There's a lot of these smaller cities in New York that are that are embracing their black communities. And allowing these entertainment figures to become uh, positive public figures, and I and I'm I'm here for it. I love it. You know what I mean. So yeah, 
definitely wanted to shout them out for that. It, this is, you know, and 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 I'm happy. This is there's a lot of a lot of positivity going on this episode. I like I like that we're giving a lot of uh, shout outs and big ups because I know that I definitely have a critical eye most of the time to to a lot of the shit that that we're talking about. But yeah, a lot of uh, you know definitely want to give some some accolades where they're due. But yeah, moving on away from some of the the entertainment stuff. Unfortunately, this is where the accolades stop because <laughs> politics, same old, same old. Fucking, did you see what's been going on with Cuomo? Oh yeah, yeah. It don't look good for Trying Cuomo. To get him out, bro. And you know, and and I and I I've said this before. And when I was, I would probably say about ten years ago or so. I I heard a statistic where they were where it was something like twenty five percent of women in college settings have been raped or sexually assaulted, and I was like, "That's fucking insane! That's fucking insane! It doesn't make any sense. There's no way." Because of course, I was being myopic and I was thinking about me and the people who I hang around with, and of course, none of us would participate in that, and none of us are particularly tolerant of it, and so. Of course, that was just me refusing to acknowledge the world that I was living in. And uh, so over time, boy, do I regret having ever had that stance because it has become painfully evident. And and it's reflected in how high up in the uh, echelons of society you can find people who are committing these these heinous acts of, of, of sexual abuse and harassment and assault over long periods of time. Yeah, rape culture is a very real thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and it's harbored, you know what I mean? And and it's protected. You look at it and you look at it on college campuses and you see it reflected in corporate status and in corporations. You look at Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, and you even see it in public offices. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's been Especially a lot in of public offices. yeah. There's been a lot of individual cases, but I think that Cuomo is probably the most public facing one, and probably one of the worst responses. Got to be one of the worst responses to this. Like that man is going to get impeached. He's gonna get impeached, and 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 it's all because he can't be trite, but. I guess he's in a lose-lose situation. You acknowledge your the badness that you're doing, you're going to get fired. You 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 stand, you know, obstinate, you're going to get lynched. Either way, you're fucked. You know what I mean? It's going to be ugly. And it's Real happening man. all in the public eye. It's like, bro, once you've been a career rapist, it's too late to turn around, my nigga. Just, just take yeah. your lumps. Yeah. Just take your lumps, my nigga. You I can't caught. believe I can't believe the the kind of straw man arguments that he's he's trying to put about in public oh i can't straw man arguments are fucking that's the or, bread and or butter i should say false equivalencies it, it's the it's the whole point is to keep people from saying anything substantive to you and also to keep yourself um from saying anything incriminating you know that shit blows my mind bro he's like showing pictures of like mitch mcconnell touching Lindsey graham's shoulder and he's like look see men touch men's shoulders so what is that sexual assault i'm like holy shit dude those aren't what like how could you even what like that's that is so purposefully like going around the actual subject at hand that I'm just I I'm interested to see how this plays out because this is some telenovela shit because like just like with Activision Blizzard man you know it's gonna be real telling when they get off because I do believe that there's a substantial chance of them getting off Activision Blizzard as a company which would be crazy because that's the state of California suing them which they usually if the state's suing you they want blood. <laughs> and if they manage to wiggle out of that, that would be fucking crazy. And if Cuomo manages to get out of this unscathed, boy, man, like America just they keep on showing the the abusers that there's no uh, consequences for their actions. And I don't think I think they underestimate the dangers of showing victims that there's no that there's no consequences to abusers um, because they. What it reminds me of is like the skinny guy in the hood who keeps on getting beaten up and he has no other outlet and he just keeps on to the point where he gets a gun and he starts shooting niggas because he realizes like, oh, no one's going to stop them from beating me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like it's either me or them at this point. And it's like I don't want to like I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that become the general culture that 
follows rape culture is now we have like overarming victim culture. And so like now everyone, you know, we've proliferated guns even more now to people who, you know, might be trained with them, but have lived their lives in fear and who are probably not going to use them in the best circumstances. Like that's the kind of shit that like, you got to think a little bit forward. You know what I mean? Like when you're, I don't know if you're directing the zeitgeist or, you know, manufacturing consent, but yeah, when we're looking at the interplay of how people watch these things, we got to be mindful of it because yeah, we, they keep on showing time and time again. If they keep letting off these, these, these abusers, it's only going to cause victims to, to act out in more violent and, and in drastic ways. And that's, I don't think that's what we want. And it's also going to create more abusers because they see there's no negative consequences. Exactly. For the yeah. Abuse. It exacerbates it on both ends. Both ends are, are, are in a war of attrition where they're escalating. And that's, you know, I, I, I think that's like how we keep getting things like incel culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and things like that is like, the, you know, we keep hyper concentrating the negative experiences and it's, it's not going to end well, but um, yeah, you know, I hope that, I hope that, that they send the right message to abusers and victims that this is not an acceptable behavior in society and we shouldn't start to change in ways that accommodate for its presence. We should start to find ways to, to not, not that we shouldn't find ways to accommodate for its presence presence. We should find ways to deal with it rather than change ourselves to, to live with it. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, uh, dude, California is burning once again. Like, um, I, this is what the fourth year in a row that we've had major wildfires. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I haven't done any, any, good research in in the forestry surveys recently but i'm going to because i used to have ready access to them when i was working for ucsf but i'm definitely going to do some research on this because california vegetation holy shit i think everything in the central valley is burned burned away it's gone like and we're losing like thousands and thousands of acres every year of the of the northern um Sierra Nevada uh forests. Like this shit is it's bad. It's bad. And and and, and all the while uh you have them trying to recall uh Gavin Newsom in California and and part of it is his is his negligence with the environmental environmental issues. You know, it's a it's a rough balance between the the industrial agriculture that goes on in the central valley and uh, apportioning water you know and unfortunately the industrial agriculture that we're performing is not the the water conservationist type they're growing things like almonds and grapes which are very water intensive crops and so um yeah it's just it's not a it's not a it's not a tenable thing and then on top of that he has this deal where he's selling the water to nestle and so it's ruined the Central Valley. And so now the Central Valley wants to uh, to vote him out. The people up north are like, you haven't done enough to deal with climate change, nor have you done anything to to uh, to to provide infrastructure in the last four years for all of these fires. So people in the north want to vote him out. All the while, the motherfucker who's going to replace him is a fucking Republican corporatist. Like, holy fuck, man. And while I'm no fan of Gavin Newsom, we definitely don't want to vote him out in lieu of that guy. But that's probably why they're pushing so hard right now. You feel me? This now, is their now opportunity. That people, yep. Now that people he, are, he, people are starting to lose faith in him, now is the time to pull the rug from out underneath him. Yeah, man. And yo, this climate crisis, bro, man, I'm not going to lie, dude. Not going to lie. I thought he was full of shit, man. I thought Gore was full of shit in 2000. He was like, yo, 2023. 2023 you motherfuckers wait of course he didn't say it in such words but i'm i'm spicing it for him he said you motherfuckers wait you wait till 2023 when fucking miami is unlivable and i was like you're crazy there's no way there's no way that it ever gets that bad there's no way we would let it get that bad <laughs> no. 
And who's watching it exactly? Bro, this was also the same stupid Karee who argued that racism was over. So we can't account for me when I was young. I was a dumb kid. I was a real <laughs> dumb kid. Um, yeah, and right now, in um, they're saying that uh, uh, the permafrost in Siberia is melting, which is releasing methane into the oh, atmosphere. Oh, that's been happening for months. Oh, that dude. Oh, the the permafrost in Siberia issue is is yeah, is but there critical. was an official report released yeah. a few days ago about it. Oh my good. Well, I guess yes. Now they're acknowledging it, but it's been coming out of Russia that they've been trying to, to do everything they can to sequester it, but it's causing. What the fuck are you gonna do? Like you gonna put your fridge in the earth? Like what? <laughs> That's hilarious. Listen, they, they had the idea of carbon capture, sequestering <laughs> carbon from the air. I don't know, Yo, but it's been—they've been, they've been in high alert, bro, because that shit is really bad for them. Um, mainly because they were harvesting the methane from under it, so now that it's escaping, they're losing massive re- uh, natural gas resources that they were uh, kind of Fuck hoping that. for. That shit's a better uh, uh, planet warmer than fucking. What was the other shit? I think it's hydrogen. Whatever it was. It, Car- oh, hi- uh, carbon dioxide? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, methane is... It's, it's I think worse. methane is like eight times more potent fuck at, their, at, at fuck heat Fuck their capture. ability to extract it. I don't give a fuck. Nigga, you're making the planet hotter. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no, no. no. Like, I, I definitely was not uh, uh, lamenting their inability to extract it. I was saying that they, they were aware of, of how bad the, the escape was for, for some time now um, in Russia. That shit is... Woo. I don't know, man. I just I, I I see so many things. It's like you know, you you're trying to plug a leak in a bowl that has like ten holes and you only got eight plugs. So you try to do your best to get as many of them as but it's like no nah, no, nope, because any two plug any two holes you leave open are gonna sink the ship. And it's not only that, is you have corporations stabbing holes into the fucking ship yeah, at the same time. Absolutely. It's not just the fact that we're trying to fix it and it's difficult to fix. They're actively creating new holes with the fucking... Like, I just read a report recently that I think it was Toyota is trying to delay um, uh, uh, delay progress on electric, electric car building or some shit like that. Like, they're trying to um, influence Congress and to disfavor electronic... It's fucking um, madness. Uh, uh, car vehicles. Well, first of all, like, have you ever seen a Revenge of the Electric Car? Mm-mm. It's a really good documentary about the history of the electric car, electric car, and you know, the automobile industry, in in cahoots with the oil industry, killed the electric car. I think it was mm-hmm. the '60s. I want to say in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like um, there was like something like a hydrogen engine or something like that, or, or a car an engine that ran off like mostly like water or yeah. some shit like that. Well, well, it's it's byproduct of water, so yeah, it didn't yeah. give off CO two. Um, it, it used hydrogen, and in fusing hydrogen, uh, it uh, one of the by, uh, it would create energy, and then it would the, the waste byproduct would be bonded with oxygen to create water, and then and they could, these motherfuckers be buying them patents and killing them. Yeah, dude, and that's their main. That's that's like that. Well, it used to be one of their number one ways, but I think that they've done it so frequently at this point that there's no real innovation to be had on this technology. Like, they've 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 wrung the the the, the rock dry, and uh, you know, it's all it's all at the detriment of the people because it's one thing when you know you're just talking about making cars, but when you're talking about making cars on the level that can impact the environment not like just in actual the cars emissions the emissions of the factories that make the cars is ridiculously high you know the entire industry has such an impact on the environment as a whole it's not just making cars and then when you actively move away from any technology that can try to get a hold of that it's like, come on, man. You can't actively work against technologies that can make your industry viable just because you don't control them. Watch me. That is anti-competitive. And like any, I think that any real legislative body that is interesting, interested in regulating industry in the best interest of the people would not allow that. But, I mean, obviously, our legislative body is not interested in legislating in the best interest of the people. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm daft in that respect. I do understand that. But... I I'm, I always speak from the perspective of somebody who is trying to, who who wants to be present at the building of the new world. You know what I mean? Because I I I will fight tooth and nail to survive whatever collapse. I can't fight against it, but I'm going to fight tooth and nail to survive it. And and so yeah, I just I would you know, 
we should all hope to be well informed enough to to provide you know a little bit to the to the rebuilding of society because this shit has got to got to crumble like because it won't allow it won't allow any change it won't allow any positive change and so the only way for for you know to stave off the destruction of the planet <laughs> through over exploitation is is for this society the societal structure to collapse hopefully the people are robust enough to 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 you know what i mean some will maintain some will. but uh this is how it goes yeah it it is a dangerous it is a dangerous game that capitalism plays you know and and i don't know i guess there was a time when when they could claim that they didn't realize that they were destroying the world but at this point we know it we wait that, that at this point we found failed. all of their uh, um buried reports that they themselves yeah. did and confirmed that they're destroying the world that yeah. they then buried and hid at this point we found that like it's like ever since this like and i and i'm going back to the 60s not because my mind is stuck in that time era but around then because I, if i remember correctly that's when the reports the chevron reports came out that into climate change where they identified that the carbon emissions are harmful and are causing a notable change but then chose to bury the research we've known or they've known mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and it's more important that they've known because they're the ones responsible for fucking it up it doesn't matter how much we know about it honestly because we aren't the ones responsible for doing it nor are we capable of influencing them to stop doing it it's it's more important that they've known and the fact that they've known it's sad that they chose to take the route of like i I mean even if they were like all right well then let's get ahead of the game since we know this we're not going to release the information out we're just going to get ahead of the game get all this technology and then develop it right like that that's what i thought the obvious solution would be would to Corner the market on the new developing technology. You feel me? But now nah, we'd rather kill it and just keep going with what we're doing. And and that's where I'm like, all right, that's where I'm like, all right, so we should burn these places down. These are not institutions that can be trusted to exist, period. Hell no. Like, I remember um there was a report a report that came out last year that Coca-Cola was the highest um plastic polluter in the world. Absolutely. And I remember someone asking them, like, oh, do you guys have any have any plans on changing that? And Coca-Cola's official statement was nope. You feel me? Nope. Nah. That's when they don't even give a fuck. They don't no, even no. give a fuck no more. Because of course not. They're 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 profits, 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 profits over profits. people, man. That's that's the unfortunately man, and that that's, is that is the the capitalism's corporate mantra right there. And that's a shame, man. Because as a mode of production, it it is very very good at what it does. But I guess because of the material relations of people, they they try to claim that that communism because of people always fails. But I'm pretty sure that capitalism, yeah. because of people, has to fail. It's because of the um the feedback loop between like greed and and uh, capitalism. That's really what it is. Capitalism encourages greed, and greed perpetuates capitalism. The two of them go hand in hand. Yeah, because capitalism inherently doesn't have any safeguards against greed. There's like, there's no, it there's no natural things that say you can't do it. that. You know what I mean? Capitalism encourages you to take the money from the people that are working to give you money. Feel me? That's what capitalism encourages you to do, because that way you can tell everybody you're doing your business is doing super well because you're making all this profit. And yeah. then you get more profit not, as a result to, of that. I'm trying to think like, well, is that is that like, does it have to be that way? It but it has to be. But but no. But it does when it comes to capitalism because oh, what you oh, just said is yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. what every employer is doing. What every employer is doing is getting you to work to take money from you mm-hmm. and give you back a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that exploitative relationship just is untenable. Like it's, it's like that should be blowing my mind, right? Like you you sitting there and you work at a company and they pay you like you know anywhere from seven to fucking 14 dollars an hour but how the fuck does it translate to them being like millionaires bro that's the no, shit no, no, that's me bro, bro you're joking how does that translate to them being billionaires <laughs> you feel me billionaires like yo they're just like you know hey man it, it's it's a it's a pretty absurd greed is a pretty greed is a pretty crazy well, emotion, and, and honestly i think that uh, and, and and we'll wrap on this um this is and this is just my personal reflection on 
human development, anthropology, and political economics. And the greed that is present in, in human psychology, it's a vestige of being of evolving several hundred thousands of years in scarce environments. We've only lived in abundance, this type of abundance, for a couple of scores of years. And our psychology, our physiology hasn't caught up to the state of abundance that we exist in. We've lived in a state for most of human existence where we couldn't get all the fruits we wanted all year around, and we couldn't find shelter all year around, and we and we had to actively utilize large portions of our life to do that. And so, when we achieved ways of getting those things easily, you know, we we tended to hoard them because we didn't know when they would stop being there, and we don't live in that environment anymore. Our environment's very sterile, despite the fact that they want to tell you this pandemic is is what it is. Overall, the environment is very sterile. Most of us are going to survive to tomorrow. Most of us. And so our, 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 our ingrained evolutionary psychology hasn't caught up to the fact that we don't live in that environment anymore. And so we have this hoarding mechanism. It's very natural to us. And we developed it in that primordial setting. And we got to find some way to get the fuck past it. A lot of us do find a way to get past it. It's the, the, the wonders of this great advanced brain that we have allow us to circumvent, you know, the, you know, the inclinations and desires that are very base to us. But, you know, we have to find a way as a society to, to, to structure it so that we don't encourage those base desires in some of the most powerful people. Because that's the problem. You know, when you're when you're powerless and you have those desires and you have those inclinations like, you know, the sociopaths that run the country, you know, it's not it's why are we empowering the people who run the country to be sociopaths? And so that's what we really got to do that. We really got to organize society to to deal with that, because those propensities are still going to arise out of our base evolutionary psychology. That greed is going to pop up if you give somebody infinite fucking power. <laughs> if you give someone infinite power, the greed will come. You know what I mean? Especially if you don't teach them how to circumvent the greed at a young age. And so, yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll wrap it uh, wrap up on that. You know, we've got to kill this whole profit over people ideology of capitalism and start to learn to, you know, expound on our abilities to circumvent greed for our greater humanity but yeah thank you for joining us everyone you can find me on the social media i'm on the twitters at korea underscore t and at home heron you can also find me on instagram at heron's home podcast and you can find me on instagram at rico underscore g sound and always remember guys time's only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever truly will learn from thanks for joining us again guys have a great one peace take it easy